0: Hello and welcome into Big Talk. I'm Dalton Shetler alongside Sam Sprunger over there. Uh, College sports with a Midwest perspective, blue collar and blue blood. That's what we're all about here on Big Talk, breaking down a lot of Big Ten football. We have what is, to this point of the season, the biggest Big Ten football game of the year to this point. Uh, With Penn State and Ohio State clashing, we're going to be talking about that.
1: Of what? like back in the day when it's like this is the game of the century and then three weeks later it's the game of the century well this is the game of the year until two weeks from now
0: (laughs) we have to find a different way to label number one versus number two games besides game of the century because we have like a hundred yeah. games of the century over time, right. like one it's just, for
1: every year, basically.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll need to to handle that for all of football society uh, later on in the show. But um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the things we learned last week because now we we have a team that's in the driver's seat for the Big Ten West, and it's kind of amazing. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the big game coming up. Uh, we'll even get into a little bit of Big Ten basketball as the AP Top twenty five. Uh, polls come out and now we're just a couple two three weeks from starting the seasons and we're very very excited about the prospect of that
1: exhibition games are getting ready to start it's oh, true
0: it's yeah. true yeah I no
1: and, be the secret exhibition you remember that
0: yeah just a couple yeah. years
1: ago they're like oh so-and-so's playing a secret exhibition game now they're broadcasting them
0: i was gonna say well in, in and <laughs> i i think like the the michigan state tennessee one they were going to have it be a secret scrimmage and then like they're like you know what what if we just raised money for the maui tragedy and they're like okay let's go ahead broadcast it play it and like yeah that's great purdue
1: plays arkansas on the sec network yep. there. and i don't know i, I haven't watched any of it. is it basically just a structured uh practice where they play a game but or do they play an actual game
0: and just I believe so I think it's up to each specific case, but I believe in the case of Michigan State, Tennessee, they're playing it like an actual game. Okay. okay. Um, but obviously they're just gonna be substituting in and out a lot right. of different pieces, yada yada.
1: But you don't you yeah. don't take any read off of it of the ending of it because it's basically no, them no, trying no. seventy five different things and just no. against another team.
0: Correct. But, you know, you're uh, a college basketball sicko when you start looking up the entire Big Ten men and women's (laughs) exhibition schedules because you're just ready and you got the itch for the the season to come. So and uh, that's uh, that's what we were doing. But so we got all of that to get into this. There's a lot to be getting diving into unpacking in the show. But we, we talked about. The thing we'll start with is really the big news item in the college sports world, college football, and Big Ten football specifically. But it's that the NCAA is launching an investigation under uh, the University of Michigan football program and head coach Jim Harbaugh uh, as there have been allegations of sign stealing. Um, now, (laughs) Now, this can go a couple of different ways. I know you had some takes off of it. Yeah. And, and to be honest, if for our listeners that have been with us since the very beginning, I think you've come to know the personalities of Sam and I a little bit. Uh, we're not necessarily quick trigger on a lot of this stuff or more nuance. We're more patient collecting information. I know that doesn't really work as a sports, uh, show, <laughs> we especially at
1: first when we're like that Dalton. <laughs> yeah.
0: or, or any show in today's <laughs> society. Like I know there's no room for, for nuance or patience, right. but, uh, But that's the approach I like. I at least take, and Sam typically does as well. I'm assuming you are here, but go ahead. What do you have?
1: I I was going to say. Here's my thought: is I always say, okay, I go by first reaction. I'll have a I'll have a, a reaction to it, and then as more things come out, I will alter my my overall presence of what my my thought is. But having not gotten any information other than that, they're just investigating sign stealing, maybe sending. Sending people to future uh, potential uh, opponents or CFP opponents or whatever to games to steal signs. If they weren't doing it in any other way other than trying to just see what they're doing down on the sidelines with the different signs and stuff, if they're doing only that, who cares? Seriously, it's I. I coached Dalton. I coached you for Crinella. I tr- always yeah. was trying to figure out their signs. Yep that's what you do if you can get it it's not cheating it's do a better job of hiding what you're doing and you know i mean a a coach can stand on the side and say we're throwing it long you know or they can do it in a sign you know it just depends on how you hide it and now if they're doing it electronically where they're video recording trying and being able to take it home and break it down then maybe that's a little sleazier but honestly if they're just sending people to games what
0: who cares so and and this is what's interesting and I, I read a couple of articles in brennan quinn of the athletic for my money is one of the best writers there is in college sports yeah. i mean i i enjoy and learn every time that that he puts something together and in his article in the athletic uh he had mentioned that sign stealing by the the letter of the law in the ncaa is not prohibited there is no rule against sign stealing but for the NCAA to launch an investigation, that points to something more serious. If by their rule, sign stealing is not prohibited, now off-campus in-person scouting of future opponents is prohibited. Prohibited, uh, video recording, those types of things are right. prohibited. At this time, we don't know the severity of of the actions, and that's Which is where I'm,
1: I'm all prefaced it.
0: Yeah. Well, and and I think that's why like so much of this is just wait and see. Like Mm -hmm. all we heard was Michigan sign stealing, but again, like just as simple as sign stealing is what you're talking about. Like, honestly, like what you're talking about in some respects is just scouting. Yeah. Like you just scout to know how a team lines up for a formation. Like some of that is, is fair game. And I think we all agree to that, like in, in just the, the spirit of sportsmanship, yada, yada, but Like the idea that the NCA is launching an investigation and there are multiple allegations, accusations. It's pointing to me that there's something more severe than just them looking down and being like, ah, they're trying to run this. Like you think so? Yeah. Like I, I think. Well, I think if the (laughs) NCA is launching an investigation and notifying the Big Ten and the Big Ten's calling future opponents, like I and and they said they have a certain amount of evidence. I believe that there has to be something more severe than just as basic as sign stealing. So I I have three layers to this. One, we have to find out what exactly was taking place. Like, that's my first layer. Like, what was the extent of the action, uh, the extreme that, that Michigan was going to for this? I think that's one. Two, the timetable. How long has this been going on? We haven't received any information on that if it's just this year or if it's over years be curious about that and then third my my final thing and this is something that nobody's really talking about um if they did cheat and it was to an extreme level and there's evidence and they're caught what happens next because the NCAA doesn't necessarily rule with an iron fist on things like this again let's go back Five years ago to when Kansas was caught by the FBI with wiretaps. They still Uh, haven't been. They won a national championship two years ago. Like there's, there's no repercussions. And the FBI was involved with evidence. Like I don't have faith in even if Michigan is caught right-handed doing something terribly wrong, what will the NCAA do? Like those are my three things with this situation that I need to see unfold. To, have, to understand the situation, can I add better? a
1: fourth prong to your thing, is sure be quicker about releasing information too. Because the longer you let us sit here and say, Really, sign stealing, that's all. You know, my 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 original thought is, you know what? What what do you have? Because if if they're really yep. only stealing signs from the sideline, it's like you said, it's scouting. Let us know what this is. we don't need to know every tawdry detail there's a wide range in this yeah we need to know so we're not sitting here bashing make us agree with you you know what i mean make us be on your side rather than michigan's side for crying out loud because right now it just seems like that everything that michigan does even if it's not wrong you know buying a cheeseburger plus more or whatever and then you know it, it just seems like they're almost picking on in on michigan find tell us what you've got you don't have well, to tell us it, the deep detail. Just tell us what you
0: have, and that's what I'll also be curious of is when this investigation is scheduled to end, because then we we should be able to glean or learn more. I I think if you have something more damning, the term sign stealing didn't do this justice. That's no, what I truly no. believe, and that's like, my point. Is, is yeah,
1: the way you're 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 making this sound is the guys watching you know you put it in baseball parlance the people everybody's watching the third base coach give the signs and tries to find the indicator right that's that's sign stealing okay come on
0: yep that's and part that's, of the
1: game that's not cheating to me that's that's I, getting okay they may be running here
0: Oh, I don't disagree. I think like, you can you can translate oh. it over to baseball, kind of like what you're doing there, but like with the, the Houston Astros. Like, if they're looking down and they see the coach or whatever and they're able to interpret signs, so be it. But the banging of trash cans, because there's a camera out in center field that can see the pitch call that's coming in, uh, the potential uh, or the alleged buzzers that were on players. Yeah. Like, that's where we're crossing lines, and, and, and if where, Michigan's and- doing so...
1: Yeah, exactly. If it's like what the Astros came out, it came out because I was on the Astros side for the longest time. I'm like, hey, if you're not, if you don't want your signs being stolen by the runner on second, given telling them what's getting thrown, do better. But once it came out that they were, you know, they had this whole thing, you know, come up, then you're like, okay, yeah, that's, that's sleazy. So send it out quicker. So we know that if Michigan (laughs) was being sleazy, then we're on your side. Come on.
0: Yeah. So in terms of just perspective or like just a, a, where we stand on this, like yeah. I, obviously we both just said like we, we need to see more in totality of A, how severe this has been, uh, like to what extent it's been going on, B, for how long it's been going on, C, what the will would even do if this all is true and whatnot. But uh, so – we're we're taking the the stance of stepping back, um, being patient with this whole thing. Um, but I do find it interesting, and I I do think if the NCAA has fully launched an investigation and says they have a mound of evidence, it has to be something bigger than just sign stealing. Like I don't I don't think I think if it's just sign stealing, I don't think this gets to this point.
1: Well. Shame on whoever leaked the information of or made the headline of sign stealing because you need to be better. You know, if because right now, if you go just by what information we've gotten and the headline, I'm on Michigan side right now.
0: Oh, I'm never on Michigan's side, but I'm still
1: not. (laughs) You're not on the NCAA side. I'm I'm playing with you. You know, it's on the school side. It's a Michigan
0: State, Michigan week. You know, I I, there's my hair's already standing up. Yeah, I know,
1: I know, but (laughs) but you get what I'm saying is, is I'm not on the NCAA side right at this moment. You need to prove something. You know, like I said, I don't need to know the ins and outs and great details necessarily, but tell me you have video evidence of Michigan doing you know, things, you know, we've got the videos they took or we've got this. I'm I'm a firm believer that, you know what, they're not guilty until you prove that they are to me. You know, I mean, I, we've seen, I mean, back in the day when Duke w- had their whole lacrosse thing, you know, that was, they had seasons ended because of things mm-hmm. and it turns out it wasn't even real. So let's, let's, uh, let's tell us what it is. And we can then say, OK, yeah, they're sleazy or no, you guys are overstepping. I don't know, because we we haven't been given anything.
0: It's just it's very little information at this point. But to punctuate this uh, this talking piece before we go back to to actually break it out, football games. The reason why uh, college sports are just so great. I went to a Michigan State hockey game last night, right? Thursday yeah. night, Michigan State Canisius. And the camera in the Mun Ice Arena was panning the crowd and found a student section where a student was holding up a sign that said, Harbaugh stole my other sign. <laughs> this is why college <laughs> sports is awesome. Isn't that just great? Isn't that great? Well, yeah, so. <laughs> well
1: and I've sent you the, uh, the, the screenshot of the. Uh, the Ohio state Notre Dame game when they, when Ohio state fans were in the background of ESPN's game day that said, I was going to make a joke about Notre Dame, but Michigan's done that the last two years or oh, about <laughs> Ohio state. I was going to make about a joke Ohio about Ohio state, but Michigan's done that the past few uh, years.
0: That kind of banter just makes yeah. college sports. Awesome. I remember you <laughs> uh, speaking to Notre Dame. I remember going to the college game day when Stanford came there in 2012 and I remember there being a sign because, of course, it was in front of Touchdown Jesus. Right. Uh-huh. And the sign said, hey, SEC, this is what a library looks like. I was <laughs> like, oh, 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 that's nice. Well, done. Hitty.
1: I like that. <laughs> All
0: right. Let's get into football, yes, please. Um,
1: <laughs> we 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 totally said we were just going to tip off the, t- the show with that. And look at that. We're 15 minutes in
0: yeah it's well, it is interesting. It is I think there's just so little to know at this point that everybody's kind of shooting off in different directions, but we digress. we'll we'll learn more. We'll talk about it more later on. Um, Tangents if we, are our thing yeah, going to last week, uh the Big Ten West uh, we we think somebody's in the driver's seat now. It's the Iowa Hawkeyes after Just they scored. as everybody thought they scored the lone touchdown of the game against Wisconsin and won it 15 to 6. Um they so were still Iowa... had
1: 9 to 6. I mean, <laughs> they would have won the game 9 to 6 without the touchdown.
0: So Iowa wins this one against the Badgers. They move to 6 and 1 on the year and I think it's time we all face reality that the Iowa Hawkeyes are probably going back to Indianapolis for a Big 10 championship game. You're, you're probably right. You're you're probably right, and and well, hang on before you even get going. Yeah, do you know what's even crazier than that? What's that? Have you taken a moment to look, my friend, at the remaining schedule for the Hawkeyes?
1: Yeah, uh, they have Minnesota, Northwestern, Rutgers, Illinois, and Nebraska. Yes, they're yes. they're winning the West. We've we talked about this ad nauseum last week because we broke down the fact that they don't have anybody they should lose to the rest well, of
0: the year. It may not even be just winning the West Sam. They might finish 11 and 1 and Which they might be my my, they'll <laughs> be top 15 in the country. They're going to be like 25 point underdogs in a Big 10 championship game against either Michigan, Penn and State or Ohio and State. And if they win that game, if they pull off that giant upset by like three or four touchdowns, they'll spread, have a CFP argument. They're they're in the playoff. Like yeah. if they win that game, they're in the playoff. They have to be, don't they? They'd be twelve and one as Big Ten champions
1: with one loss to Penn State, which is not a bad loss, even though it was thirty-one to nothing.
0: (laughs) Like I, I just the more we have talked so much Iowa football this year, and Sam and I were talking about before we started this show. I think I truly believe this is one of the most fascinating teams I've watched for a season, just like go through the year because look at the context here. You have an offensive coordinator who everybody is calling for because of nepotism. Uh, so, what do they do? The, before the year, they put in a clause in his contract that his team has to score 25 points a game. I was not scoring 25 points a game. They're right just, at 20.
1: I just did the math for Big Ten games uh-huh. right now. They've, they've lost one, they lost Penn State, right? So for Big Ten games, I believe they they played four. So they're three and one in the conference, averaging fifteen point two five points a game. They're so three aver- and one in the driver's seat, <laughs> averaging fifteen points a game in the Big Ten.
0: So they're averaging fifteen <laughs> in the Big Ten. The clause is for twenty five for the season. I think they're at about twenty for the season. Do you
1: think Ferens just a, the, even thinks about that though?
0: No, I I really don't win the game but, is but what they- he's thinking. But just think about this context, right? You have this situation going on where people are calling for nepotism and they had said, you know what, we've got to fix this. They say, you got to fix this where you you have to score 25 points. And so you would think that if the team is not scoring 25, they're not winning. But, Sam, we're seeing a team that is still refusing to score points. Oh, yeah. Maybe potentially have an outside shot to make a college football playoff at this point With now, a look,
1: huge upset at the end. That's yeah, the I, only I, way they would have an argument. Even uh, then it's a stretch.
0: Yeah. It's a puncher's chance, but like <laughs> just, just frame this world. Like if this yeah. all played out this way, like just imagine this, this uh, reality,
1: it would be, it's complete, amazing. It would be completely warranted to say, thank goodness. This is the last year for the
0: 14 playoff. I mean, literally. (laughs) Oh, that and for the Big Ten West, I think people are excited for the Big Ten West. uh, Right, but
1: but like, just think about that. Who had the biggest? Like, uh, who became? Who turned so many people into advocates of more than four teams in the playoff? Iowa from the Big Ten West.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's a fair point. But yeah, (laughs) if they were to win
1: the Big Ten championship and have a legit that that would give them a legit argument. They'd be twelve and
0: one. With a major
1: win over a big, a top 10 school. That would be a legitimate argument over, over some other schools that.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I'm kind of here for it. I'm kind of you know, here for it. Look, uh, look, When has a team in the college football playoff average 15 points a game against power five teams? Like I am totally here for <laughs> sickos football. I think this would be awesome. I think it'd be such a shock to the system. I, I think it'd you, be
1: jarring. I sent you the the screenshot of the two games. This last Saturday, it was Iowa, Wisconsin's, uh, by possession result and it was washington and oregon's mind you next year these are two big 10 games correct and it went what probably eight or nine possessions and on the um, (laughs) the washington oregon one it was it was interception touchdown 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 punt you know something else then you go over to the wisconsin iowa one missed field goal punt, punt 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 missed field goal
0: (laughs) I mean it is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's the same sport somehow. Like it's, it's the same conference next year. I think I saw the graphic during like flash during that Iowa game where it said Iowa three plays in the last six drives. I believe I saw that graphic during the game. Three plays in six drives that the Hawkeyes had. I I don't I'm telling you Sam, I I just all of this is so bewildering. Like every week, there's an Iowa stat that just absolutely throws me on the floor. And they, like, they're favored the rest of the way. Like they're yeah, supposed to go eleven one.
1: They should be eleven and one by the end of the season, which just blows my stinking mind. It's amazing. It's is for real.
0: That's <laughs> that's why I throw this up there. And again, I I say to you, I think this is the most fascinating team for a season to follow. I think I've ever. Fully experienced. Like, this is, this really is amazing.
1: It is because they just, they just win. You know, and, you know what I mean? They just, and they're down another
0: matter. tight end. Eric Alls hurt now. So, Luke Lachey and Eric Alls hurt. They don't throw to receivers. And I don't got know. a second string quarterback in. And like, they're going go go to go Indy. Yeah. And yeah, they're going to go 11 to 1. Like, it's amazing. You know what? Somebody else prove us wrong. Beat Iowa. And you know what? Uh, let, <laughs> oh it's, it's, it's time, Tory Taylor for Heisman. We need to start the chatter. Put the Iowa punter in the conversation yeah. because if, if they're eleven to one and they're <laughs> going to the, the Big championship game, like this guy, we I think he for like I think he punted for five hundred and sixty or six hundred yards last week in that Wisconsin game. Like the guy is unbelievable, and I know well, there's I'm, a bunch of jokes about it, but there are T shirts already made. You know, all well, okay. the Iowa fans they wear punting yeah. is winning. <laughs> like that. And they, a lot of them got the
1: True. They like got, 15 to six. When they they got, got a, a map of Australia
0: on it too, for Tori Taylor. Like <laughs> they've totally leaned into this, but like we need to start some chatter about Tory Taylor needs to be more than just the Ray guy winner. Like we need to get Tory Taylor more praise because that's, Honestly, that's where I'm landing. Let's, let's
1: say it this way. Uh You'll get me on board. If you get to the point where we're really looking at this in another four weeks where i was got like two more games left or one more game whatever going into the nebraska game and they win they're in, going to india i i would be wholeheartedly on full force we should start it now but then really push it because that's when that's when it starts to get to the point where people are voting
0: it's and you don't instantly... everybody listens to our show <laughs> well of course well yeah they should anyways but it is it is simply amazing i actually was hurrying to pull up a a couple of the uh tory taylor stats and let me see if i can get this here special teams tory taylor so far this season 45 punts that's in what seven games yeah (laughs) so he's averaging six to seven punts a game yeah he has 45 punts for 2175 yards so that is an average of just over 48 yards a carry or carry a punt. Um, one touchback in all of those 45
1: punts. one, one.
0: He's down to he's in, got the
1: coffin co- corner down
0: inside the 20. He's placed it 17 times of his wow. 45 punts. Uh, he has uh 19 punts that are 50 yards or longer. Like, and to only have one touchback, yeah, that's what you've got to look into. He, he's got one touch, yes.
1: Heisman right there. Boom. Especially if they go 11 and one
0: big 10 football. I'm telling you, this is, do you think USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington are even aware of what they're about to get into? Oh, or they like,
1: have no clue. They, or they it, really it's, don't.
0: It's not until their first matchup with Iowa. They're like, what are what? we
1: dealing with here? What? <laughs> it's it's
0: about- going to be like landing on Mars.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, think about USC play in Iowa. Good Lord. Iowa doesn't, Iowa doesn't have an offense and USC doesn't have the defense. So like, it's going to be like, is Iowa going to just like blow up for 22 points?
0: I was just (laughs) intercepting Caleb Williams and then just (laughs) handing him the ball back. We're not going to do anything with it.
1: (laughs) This is our best chance. Oh, you tackled us. Okay. You can have the ball back, run it back, (laughs) run it back,
0: back to the 25. Let's go. That <laughs> is amazing. But yeah, you know, th- I this really, this honestly. Boy. I'm,
1: I, you know what? I'm not, I'm not ever going to give up this hat, but I'll jump on that, that, wa- that wagon for Iowa. I'll get on I, that wagon for Iowa.
0: I'm telling you, there's a community of people like this, the Sick Oats com- Committee that I've talked about on Twitter. Yeah, like, yeah. if you aren't already following them, it's, the they love all the
1: known as Twitter.
0: <sighs> I still call it Twitter. I, I don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, they They root for all the different like little nuances and all the twisted little things, the yada yeah. yada yadas. and yeah. so like Iowa football is perfect. I believe um, I saw perfect. from them
1: Vanderbilt they had one that Vanderbilt like the guy the punter for Vanderbilt was the first punter to ever go over ten thousand yards in a career and he said this oh, is wow. the, this is the most Vanderbilt stat ever." <laughs>
0: I mean, they're, they're a funny bunch. And yeah, this is, this is our Iowa bandwagon to see them 11 and one for I'll a playoff on spot. I'll get on board. Okay. Yeah. I will. I will. I think I'm I will still too.
1: Rooting, Purdue's already played them. They've already, you know, succumbed to them. So I'm okay.
0: Well, I'm curious if Iowa finishes the year at 20 points per game, they go to the college football playoff because they pull off the upset of the century in the <laughs> big 10 championship game. Uh, Brian Ferris keeps his job, right? Like where he gets a head coaching job somewhere <laughs> like that happens, right? Like Trump I, I'm, does. I'm so curious to see how this reality show plays out. Oh, in I would, I
1: hope it was n- uh, no room for no, ex- it's either you do or don't, there's no gray area. It's black or white. We're not no gray area. So and you got average, them and they average 23 points and win the national title
0: <laughs> and Brian's got to go like, sorry out That's gone. I want to see how this all goes. I am so excited. But okay, uh a couple other things because we do got a huge game to get to yes. this weekend. Um we'll, we'll run through these ones pretty quick. Illinois beats Maryland. The Illini finally get a win that they kind of needed to pick up some confidence. Who saw this and coming? Not me. And and for Maryland, this was such a great start to the season and to see it trip up like this, it kind of made me hurt for Maryland because I, I really was a fan of them playing better than they ever have.
1: And then they laid an egg like this.
0: Yeah. So I, it kind of hurt me to see that, but the, the Terps take one on the chin. Um, we wondered if
1: not that if- their future, you know hinges on our
0: disappointment of them but yeah so. correct but still like i just you know everybody loves an underdog and Maryland right. starting this way like right. it was it was cool to see it's it was a bummer but uh everybody wondered if the if purdue was going to be able to do the spoiler maker act again that was shut down pretty wasn't quick. Even close ohio state beat them 41 to 7 michigan defeated indiana hey, 52 the to, to
1: seventy-six. Seven. so buckeye fans should be happy okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's you spin it into a positive for Ohio State. Well, yeah, I mean,
1: well, we should have beaten them. It's Purdue. Well, you know what? You couldn't beat by beat IU by more than twenty. Okay, that the, let's let's pull it back. <laughs> um, and then they're the, getting better though. That's just it. They're getting better. That's the point.
0: The disappointing game, at least from my end, uh, Michigan State drops to Rutgers twenty seven to twenty four. This is one I feel like you had to witness whether it be TV, radio, in person uh to truly believe because Michigan State was up 24 to 6 going into that fourth quarter and I I just it was a self implosion on a different kind of level and it was really disheartening for Michigan State to to drop that one to Rutgers 27-24. Um with that in mind, are we ready to go to the big game? Well, real quick on that yep. one, what, how do you feel
1: leaving that game for Michigan State? Do you think it's going to be a long season, or do you think they're going to be able um, to at some point correct what's going on? I mean, because I, when you're up 24-6, to six, you should win the ballgame.
0: And and look, for folks who missed it, it was 24-6. to six at Fourth quarter starts. There was an illegal formation on a punt, so they had to line up to punt again punt drops off the the snap drops off the punter's hands into the end zone Rutgers recovers touchdown boom they Rutgers kicks it off Michigan State stalls out a drive they punt Rutgers drives the length of the field in a in a rainy condition day drives the length of the field scores a touchdown they're down three they're down 27 21 because they went for two and got it and then Rutgers kicks it off and the ball bounces at the 20. Uh, Michigan State was lined up in preparation of an onside kick. They thought there might be one in that spot. So it bounces out to 20, bounces backwards. The returner, Tyrell Henry, never even touched the ball. Rutgers' coverage unit was right there. They got it. So within seconds, there was a touchdown. A recovered kickoff at the twenty-one of Michigan State's for Rutgers, and the very next play they ran it in. Kyle guy from twenty-one yards out. They took the lead, and it was just bang, 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 all done. Like that's what I mean by a self-implosion. Wow. Like to a different kind of level. Like it was, like it that's all
1: started I'm, with an illegal formation.
0: Yeah, and, and like that's what I'm saying. I don't think you you truly understand what happened unless you saw it. Like it's, right. you had to see it to believe it. Like it was unbelievable. So, wow. to answer your question, like Michigan State, especially through those first 3 quarters, played pretty damn well. Kaden right. Hauser got his first career start, they played well. Um, so there is some some
1: potential good coming out of the rest of the season. It may not be a bunch of wins, but there's going to be some positives that come
0: up. Well, and and I I was talking with a couple of writers who cover Michigan State and I said, "You know, to me, it, they do the they do the hard stuff. They do the heavy lifting. They're up 24 to six. Like they yeah. just didn't, that doesn't they just just didn't finish it. That yeah. It just happened. Like they, they did the hard parts and they just couldn't finish. I think at some point that's going to click a little bit better for this team. Yeah. I think you can see them getting more and more organized. I think uh, the big thing and the question I have is a confidence level because you've had uh, all kinds of adversity we know about uh the the head the former head coach at the time Mel tucker we know uh, the adversity that's there we know the adversity with an nil deal being pulled out under them while they're in iowa sitting getting ready for that game that contract just got pulled while they're in that hotel or or getting ready for that that game we know about that going on we know about a couple players leaving but most staying like i just i think there's been so many punches I think a natural concern would be what is the confidence level of this group because they they could win a couple of those games. They still have Indiana coming up on the schedule. They have Minnesota and Nebraska. They have the Big Three too. Like they they have uh, Michigan obviously this weekend. They have uh, Ohio State November 11th, and they finish the season with Penn State. Like those are tough. Nobody's making bones about that. But you do have some other winnable games with Minnesota, Nebraska, Indiana. And by the way, Michigan State played the first three quarters. They could and maybe should win all three of those, but it, it really comes down to the other things at this point. So well, and, that's and where what, I'm at.
1: What I would think is, is coming out of that, whoever comes out on the other side of this for the Spartans, they're going to be better human beings because they're going to know how to deal with adversity.
0: Well, and and I've I think you had texted me at one point. I've gotten so many text messages of people asking me, is like whenever somebody there's news that somebody hits yeah. the transfer portal like Jordan Simmons had hit the transfer yeah. portal and I, I'll get so many texts of is, is this going to happen a lot more and I'll be like, honestly, I kind of surprised like it hasn't happened more. I right. think 11, right. you're surprised
1: it, it hasn't happened already.
0: Well, and, and this is uh, let me preface and you can frame me as a Michigan State homer or bias. That's fine. I believe if this happened all this adversity at another program like you can you can just about go up and down and pick one like I think the transfer portal will be flooded with those players. I think what interim head coach Harlan Barnett has done as a former Michigan state football player well, himself
1: Martin Antonio's there too so he can help
0: keep like running. the way they've kept this together yeah. mm-hmm. it really is commendable like it is it's pretty. Pretty amazing to see what they've been able to yeah. do, and there's still buy-in, there's still belief. Like in, in the middle of all of this adversity, especially in today's day and age, where with the transfer portal as accessible it is and whatnot, like it's easy to pull the parachute and say, eh, "Done, see y'all." Yeah. But like yeah. that's it, not what's happening, and I think that absolutely should be praised because that means what Harlan Barnett, Mark Antonio, and and Michigan State is doing is is pretty spectacular and again frame me as an msu homer if you want i'm just saying i think if you go to a lot of, of different programs and that happens i i just i don't think the the withdrawal of the program is going to be as minimal as what we're seeing from michigan state and i think that points to a real culture and buy-in that exists with that program so yeah.
1: Well, it's 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 something that is of interest because you know it's in our conference and it's just uh, well, and it hits closer to you because you're around it a lot more. So yep. that's why I wanted to ask: is is this the end, or they? And these kids, like I said, they're going to come out of the end of the season and get a head coach, and they'll be better human beings for it. You know, yep. and like you said, think about if Colorado, let's say their coach decides after this year he's going to bigger and better things you know you think the transfer portal is going to be filled but it depends who they put in and they've got a culture right now that hasn't been established you know so uh michigan state's done that and like to have the previous head coach that established and basically rewrote that culture to come in and help keep it going has probably done a lot to help those those young men decide you know whether or not it was best for them to leave and they're going to come out better for it so yeah
0: it's it's pretty amazing i i do think there are wins to go on that schedule like i said the way they played and the way Caden hauser as as an underclassman played like it gives you a lot of hope for the future um but it's just some of those little things right now that are in their way things that, like again that sequence of a ruckers touchdown drive in the field Recovering a kickoff at the twenty-one and then scoring and all within nine seconds, they they score fifteen points or fourteen points. Like it just
1: take the lead from you,
0: and then they just got the ball back and held it the rest of the game. Like because that's what
1: Rutgers does.
0: (laughs) They had only ran. Gosh, I'd have to look it up. For it was such a minimal amount of yardage i want to say it was like 30 yards they had running the ball or whatever something in that ballpark maybe and in the fourth quarter they had like 140 like it it just it was a totally different game in the fourth quarter and it was kind of hard to explain but anyways we do got some big games coming up this weekend so let's move to penn state ranked seventh in the country traveling to number three ohio state this is a noon kick tomorrow uh, but Penn State at Ohio State, this is the first time that any of the three teams of Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, that two of them will get to play against each other. The next one will be November 11th. Penn State, Michigan will play. And then, of course, at the end of the season, Ohio State and Michigan will play. But for Penn State at Ohio State, both teams 6-0, and both teams in the top seven, what stands out to you?
1: The, uh, is that Ohio State offense going to be able to produce enough points against that Penn State defense? Because I think I think this reeks of Ohio State Notre Dame. Honestly, I really do think that this is a, that type of matchup that where the defense see. And I think Penn State's got a better defense than Notre Dame. I agree. And but while Notre Dame's defense is horrible, I think Penn State's is really that that good. This Agreed. is going to be uh, just a a. This is going to be a heavyweight bout right here, I think.
0: Well, and you know what I think, too? And this is what's really interesting uh, to me anyways. Like, Ohio State obviously ran the Big Ten for a little bit there in the late teens. I mean, they had four straight Big Ten titles before Michigan started to to get better. And the way Michigan plays, though, is not the same way Ohio State plays. Mm -hmm. Ohio State just out athletics you yeah. all the time like that's that's what they i mean they have that much talent they're that athletic and in michigan came along and sure they have some athleticism but they're just punching you in the mouth they're winning right. the line of scrimmage they're punching you in the mouth they wear you down and they hit a couple explosive plays and boom that's it done what the way penn state's designed they're designed like ohio state like if you look at penn state's roster and you look at what you're seeing out there on the field It's a lot of athleticism, but I, so I I think this is the the closest we've seen in five, six years of a team in the big 10 to being comparable athletically to Ohio state. Like I think Ohio state is like looking in the mirror pretty closely for the first time in a long time in that department, which that part intrigues me, but also sneakily under the radar, number one, rushing offense in the big 10 Penn state. The two sophomores of Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen running behind that offensive line. Uh, Don't forget, Olu Fashanu, the the tackle for Penn State, is going to be a top five draft pick this upcoming draft. Like Penn State's got a bit of a line for the first time in the James Franklin era, era, which has always been kind of a talking point. Like that's what people point to all the time when they're like, yeah, Penn State isn't quite good enough. Look at the offensive line. It seems like there's a bit of an offensive line this year. And again, spearheaded by Fashanu. They have the number one rushing offense in the Big Ten. We haven't seen Aller have to take a lot of shots downfield because of that. So I'm kind of curious how all of those, maybe maybe the Aller question marks, maybe we get to get a couple more answers when they go against a, a tougher opponent. But I'm so curious to see how Ohio State handles somebody similarly athletic to them because now remember in the college football playoff, they went against Georgia, Georgia's plenty athletic, but it's more in the mold of what Michigan does, right? Like they're, they're going to win the line of scrimmage. They're going to hit you in the mouth. Like Stetson Bennett's going to find Brock Bowers on a couple of little routes and he's just going to bulldoze everybody. Like that was the MO. It was more Michigan like to me where Penn state is more in a, a shape and mold of Ohio state, I'm curious how that plays.
1: Yeah, that and that—that's kind of my point. Is you know, like you sit here and look at you know what they're doing? You're looking at almost mirror images, mm-hmm. and the the only thing I would say is that would to me give Ohio State an edge just simply because they're home.
0: Agreed. I think if this game's at Penn State, I think I would favor Penn State yeah. Yeah. now. And the the spread, the way the sports books have it, is four and a half. I think for Ohio State, and again they're at home, so that. If you so do the math, about what a makes point it and one and, and a half? Yeah. yeah, um, so it's pretty razor thin. What's the
1: over/under on that? Do you have that?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I'll have it real fast. Hang because on, because
1: honestly, honestly, this could be a defensive struggle for the whole game. But it would be about that time that you, you know, the you have a blow-up where you know, like all of a sudden,
0: 45-42. Well, and these offenses are capable of oh, that for sure. They are. I mean. Penn State's averaging more than 44 points a game right now, Mm -hmm. 44 points a game. And the over under is 45 and a half.
1: (laughs) Golly, I don't know. I don't I I think I take the under just because I really. Yeah, I do. I think, it's 1714, like something absurd, almost like a Notre Dame, the Notre Dame score like that. Like that's what I envision because. When I think about those two teams, Notre Dame and Ohio State, I mm-hmm. think okay, they've got offenses that can put points on the board, but their defenses are really good. So I figure that it's going to be like that.
0: Well, let's have a gentleman's agreement because I think the over is going to hit.
1: You think you're going to hit o- over? Okay, I and, think and you know what—that's just about the time that it would me me thinking. Oh, I've got this figured out. They're going to hit the over, just <laughs> like the the Wisconsin or the uh, Illinois game last week. You know, I, I even said because we said that. Uh, Penn State played uh, UMass. I'm like, yeah, that's essentially a bye week. You said Illinois, Maryland. I'll second what I just said. I, that blows my mind that Illinois beat them. So it wouldn't surprise me.
0: We haven't even talked about too, that the Illinois field goal was kicked into a jumbotron above the field goal where Kevin James, the meme was lit up. So you just see like on the highlight, like as they're doing replays, like the field goals going in to win the game and (laughs) Kevin James is just (laughs) sitting there right behind it. So good. Um, Okay. There are a couple other big 10 games. Of course, uh, Michigan state and Michigan. This is a a big one for Paul Bunyan. It's happening at night at Spartan stadium. The first time these two teams have met at night at Spartan stadium, Uh, Michigan, obviously clicking on all cylinders, playing really, really well ranked second in the country. Michigan state comes in two and four. We talked about what happened last week with their loss to Rutgers. Uh, But,
1: wearing their blackout uniforms
0: they are wearing the blackout uniforms and you know and and again feel free to paint me however you want to paint me with this but we've seen goofy things happen in this rivalry sure. could this Trouble maybe the be snap? the uh, well, well, and even upset-wise, like, yeah. I think 1990 when Howard dropped the two-point conversion, and I I know, as I say, drop, Michigan fans are yelling, hey, it was trapped! I understand. <laughs> um, but I think they were ranked number one in the country then. I mean, like, there have been so many of those upsets. Uh, the 2001 game where Michigan State smoker found Duckett in the end zone for the, the big upset. This is like, in the they're...
1: time frame where the artificial turf was that fuzzy green stuff that I've got in my desk. <laughs> now. That's what the artificial turf was.
0: But there were so many of those, like, kinds of upsets throughout the year. I think about 2017, they beat a top 10 Michigan team. But, like, I think about 2020 as well, the COVID year when they played at Michigan and Rocky Lombardi and Ricky White went off. Michigan State was 24-point underdogs heading into that game, and they won 27-24 to in Ann Arbor. So, goofy things happen in this rivalry. The spread right now is 24 as well for, for tomorrow night. Now again am I saying it would be maybe one of the goofiest things of this rivalry? Yeah, it probably would because unlike 2020, Michigan is really good and Michigan we thought was good in 2020 and like it was the second game of the year and we learned pretty quickly, oh no, they're not they're not very good. This year they're pretty pretty good. So this would yeah, be
1: establish that I think.
0: This would maybe be the biggest upset in the Michigan State Michigan series. I I want to say that's almost the case. Um unless I'm unless I'm really blanking on one in there. There were some pretty good wins. You go through the years. I mean, this was such a good series. And Michigan State's won 10 of the last 15 against Michigan. Like Michigan State's been in control, but yeah, it's it's definitely an uphill climb tomorrow night.
1: Well, and you, let's say it this way, you don't anticipate it, but it's kind of like uh when I was talking about Purdue Ohio State last week you know I don't anticipate it but it could I I see scenarios where th- strange things have happened you know and <laughs> rivalry games you that stupid cliche you throw the record books out the window. you know you really do sometimes because yep sometimes that that team with the lesser record gets things clicking and they have just such a a, a drive to beat the, that other team that it, it does sometimes Things happen to where it, it, it takes place so i wouldn't be <clears throat> overly shocked but i would be surprised if michigan state wins
0: well and to be completely transparent that's one of the beautiful things about this rivalry is michigan state can always get up for this one for sure but yeah. like we were talking about a little bit ago like i i wonder where the confidence levels are at after the 18 point comeback by Rutgers the week before like I want I
1: I think you too much
0: that's what I'm curious of and I don't think we'll really have our answer until tomorrow night but it like if Michigan State is typical Michigan State they're gonna get up for this one and they're gonna give them hell like that's just what Michigan State does but like I, I and I think honestly they they play with their hair on fire no matter what um I I just wonder how it maybe goes different if they finish out that game with Rutgers, because I think from a self-esteem level, like it just, it was another gut punch as everybody keeps calling it. And so it's a little harder to get off the mat. They will get off the mat, but you know, you're a little bit slower getting off that mat after a gut punch. So I'm kind of curious about that. All right. A couple other games for the weekend. Um, we have Rutgers traveling to Indiana. Rutgers, with the win, uh, could become bowl eligible, and that's really the most favorable game they have left on their schedule is this trip to Bloomington. If they win that, Greg Schiano gets them to a bowl game. Nice job done there. Mm-hmm. Iowa continues their uh, trip to Indianapolis by hosting <laughs> Minnesota. A trip to Indianapolis goes through <laughs> Minneapolis. Iowa has a 73% chance of winning the game, according to ESPN Analytics. Uh, but they're only favored by three and a half points. That just goes to show you they don't score. Uh, the over/under is set at 31. That will ridiculous. be interesting to see. Uh, so it's ridiculous. It's fascinating. Just as an experiment, this is fun to watch Iowa football for the it season.
1: Am- you're going to have to start making the overs make it to where it has in the 20s. To be. Well, or or you have to say, look, they're they're going to have to score a bunch of points, and or Iowa's going to have to score points for you to take the the over. And I think the, make it in the twenties.
0: I think the over Willow. under the Wisconsin Minnesota game or the Wisconsin Iowa game was like 33 34, and it was 21 points scored. Crushed like, it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I I, both teams could have scored and I think a touchdown, and they would have been relatively close to going keeping under.
0: I think there's only one Iowa game so far this year that's hit the over, and it was the Western Michigan game where they lit where up where they 41 scored 41. Point. Yeah um wisconsin goes
1: amazing if 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 western michigan saves his job because it tips him just over 25 points a game
0: that would be perfect um wisconsin Uh, travels to illinois can illinois string a couple together have they fixed themselves can wisconsin bounce back that's the story there in that one i I think and then northwestern at nebraska um also i know Purdue's not gonna lose this week Atta boy, on a (laughs) (laughs) bye. Hey, take what you can get. Real quick, before we close out shop, we mentioned we wanted to talk a little bit of college basketball. We'll be fast here. Um, Men's AP Top 25 came out. Purdue ranked third in the country. Michigan State fourth in the country. Illinois 25th. Only three Big Ten teams ranked, and he quabbles about that
1: no uh except for maybe where's maryland uh but they may be receiving votes yes they are They're they are receiving votes in there wisconsin's right on the uh, cusp i see um i use in there with a couple of votes so yeah i th- i think they've pretty much got the top 6 or 7 that are going to be you know contending in my mind uh i don't know that northwestern's going to have enough to even get up there but yeah this top the, the three that are ranked Obviously, you know, the top two. And does that tell you how far the chasm is? They feel the chasm is between the top two teams and that's what I noticed too. Yeah. Because you know Michigan State and Purdue are in the top four. The next Big Ten team ranked is 25th. Like they're they're saying that's a pretty big a pretty big gap between who you know who are the top teams in the in the conference. And looking at these these voting Michigan state's only 20 points from being number two and Purdue is, or I'm sorry, 120, but like Purdue is a hundred points separated from Michigan state, but only 30 points away from being number two. Like they, (laughs) they think Purdue and Michigan state are pretty good. They're not, and they're, they're competing with Duke and Kansas and Kansas is pretty comfortably number one though. (laughs) I mean, you you add an all American to your, to your roster. Yeah, through
0: the transfer portal that helps, but you're you're right. I mean, it goes to show the the respect nationally that Michigan State, Purdue have gotten. It goes to show the margin that is perceived right. between that tier and the rest. Those are the observations I had too. Uh, real quick, let's flip over to the women's side. Yeah, uh, ranked 23rd is Illinois. Illinois women's basketball in the preseason top 25 for the first time since 1999. First time this millennium. Ooh, party like it's <laughs> oh, that's a good way to get into the weekend. I yeah. might need to put prints on when we finish this. Um <laughs> Illinois number 23, um Maryland number 14. This marks uh according to their Twitter page the 250th AP poll in a row they've been ranked in in wow. a row. That Maryland's been ranked in, which is pretty amazing. Wow. Um, Indiana comes in at number nine after winning the Big Ten championship last year. They lost Grace Berger, but again, they brought back Mackenzie Holmes. They brought back Yardin Garzon. They brought back Chloe Moore McNeil. They brought back Sydney Paris. Like this, this is a squad. Uh, ranked seventh is Ohio State. We've talked a little bit about them and given some love to the Buckeyes. They bring back Cody McMahon after a stellar freshman campaign. Taylor Theory, Ricky Harris back, J.C. Sheldon back. That's that's a squad as well. And then, of course, number three, the highest ranked of the Big Ten teams, Iowa. Caitlin Clark comes back, and that is a preseason top three team. Of course, Iowa just made it to the national championship last season. And uh, I don't know if you got to catch any of this, but Iowa had the crossover at Kinnick this past Sunday. 5,000 people played the basketball exhibition against DePaul out on the football stadium. And as Sam mentioned, 55,000 people. It shatters the world record for the, the highest attended women's basketball game ever. But that was that so was at, really cool in a good change,
1: way. Did they wave? They did. did they, they did, did do they the they wave. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. I know. That's like cool like every... For, to incorporate
0: everything about that was so well done Tip yeah. of the cat to Iowa because they, they really did that pretty well. And what a great way to celebrate the year. Like remember I said, what kind of sicko is looking up basketball exhibition schedules. It was after I was watching that one, I was like, well, let me see what everybody else is get going. <laughs> like that kind of got me going. It was a kickstart to the year That's for me. Great. That's great. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah, I, think
1: I, I like I, Ohio state, you know, I told, I said that I felt that they probably had a better chance of superseding Iowa from that Big Ten regular season championship. At least the preseason polls agree with me. I think any of those top three are going to be really good representatives as the conference champion, no yeah. matter which one comes out from it.
0: Yeah. But there's yeah. – basketball's coming up shortly, but again, the big one this weekend, we've got Ohio State and Penn State, and that's going to decide a little bit of the discourse of what we do for the next month. Well,
1: honestly, it's gonna it's going to – it's gonna leave especially if penn state wins it's gonna give us that okay what happens into or in the 11th yep of november you know what happens there uh if ohio state wins then it's like okay well we're on track for the the uh thanksgiving game and then you know obviously uh, november 11th you still want to see if penn state keeps their hat in the ring but uh it's it's going to make for an in it, it's going to take us all the way to the end of the season since we know the West is already going to Iowa.
0: <laughs> Correct. But <laughs> you're right. If Penn State wins one of either this game or the, on the 11th against Michigan, then it sets up for a desperate team in that final week of the season when yep. Michigan and Ohio State meet. Whoever's and not undefeated. And one of them's going to need the win. Or if Ohio State and Michigan take care of Penn State, we're going to have an undefeated matchup more than likely to finish out the right. regular season, right. which is going to be a lot of fun. So we're it, it all gets I don't, started I don't really. Know, this weekend. I don't know
1: that I don't know that that Michigan Ohio State game is an undefeated undefeated. I just don't think
0: it is this year. If it's not Penn State, do you see anybody else?
1: No. I, I honestly, it's just gotta be
0: Penn State. Okay. <laughs>
1: Penn State's gonna win one of those two, I think. And uh um I think it's gonna be honestly I think it's gonna be they're gonna beat Michigan but the uh, and then Michigan's gonna beat Ohio State. And that's going to get Penn State in, into.
0: Uh, and then we'd have three teams tied at eleven and one heading in, and we'd have to go into the tiebreakers to find out who yeah. gets to play Iowa. And it would oh. yeah,
1: who, who gets to win the who gets to win the Big Ten <laughs> championship against Iowa? Actually, who gets to play Iowa? Because <laughs> Iowa's going to win it. We know yeah. this already. We, we've already I, written the book. It's over.
0: I love the idea of Herky Hawkeye and Kirk Ferentz just sitting there without a sweat on their brow, just it's like, so yeah, like you guys Kirk. figure it out. We'll see you there.
1: <laughs> they, they've got their hand on their chin, just tapping it, just tapping it. Just
0: we don't have it. to worry about tiebreakers here in Iowa City. <laughs> we breakers. got this handled. We don't even <laughs> –
1: we don't score enough points to have tiebreakers.
0: <laughs> I just, that's so good. You have Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan just battling between heavyweights <laughs> and Herky Hawkeye in Iowa Keep just the in Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> That is perfect. They're they're booking their
1: hotel already just so they make sure they get the right hotel that they want. You know, (sighs) it is. Oh, goodness gracious.
0: It's going to be an interesting finish to Big Ted football, but really it kind of gets started this weekend with Penn State, Ohio State. But, okay. Anyways, uh, let's close up shop, Sam. Where can everybody find us?
1: Yes, sir. You can go to the TikToks, the Instagrams, and the platform formerly known as Twitter at B1G underscore talk. That's B1G, not B I G, Dalton B1 g underscore talk one big talk then on facebook it's b1g talk big talk do not go to all big talk that's a different show that's not us big talk big talk okay uh we are streamed every week on the asap network uh you can get the app at either one of those uh app stores uh to find uh, uh different uh Plays of that but if you don't find us on our live stream you can go later that day through lounge media group we release it our audio podcast and on spotify the uh, video version is up there as well if you want to just have to watch us react to things (laughs) some some people were glutton for punishment so those are probably the ones that watch our show it's probably a good way to put that Clutton for punishment. That's what it is.
0: (laughs) That'll wrap up another edition of Big Talk, College Sports with a Midwest Perspective, Blue Collar and Blue Blood. Thank you all so much for tuning in and joining us for another edition. We're excited to talk to you next week as well. But for now, and for my partner, Sam Sprunger, I'm Dalton Shetler. So long, everybody.
1: See ya.